it seems like all these draft picks Danny Ainge made are just fucking withering away to dog shit. <laughs> it's fucking garbage. <laughs> Danny Ainge, I hope you're enjoying your fucking rounds of golf down in Florida, you fuck. Definitely <laughs> is. Definitely is. Fucked us over, you motherfucker. All right, welcome to episode 40 of Clubhouse Convos, Big 4-0, uh, almost as old as our parents. How are you doing today, Ev? What's going on, Colin? Pretty good. Good, good to be back in person. Yep, you as well. Uh, Newman, how are you, pal? Good. A little tired. I got up early and played at fucking women's basketball this morning. That was a great ordeal. <laughs> and uh, Sleepy Creepy Joe, Dan, how are you today? Oh, yeah, as you said it, I'm tired. Um I lost sleep last night. Tough time falling Me neither. asleep. Me I, neither. I, I had a rough night's sleep last night as well. I could not fall asleep. Yeah. I probably stayed up too late watching the Duke-Ohio State game last night. So, 12-0 run for Ohio State. Should we talk about that game real quick before we get into anything? Might as well. Yeah, sure. Uh, Duke, number one in the country, knocked off by Ohio State last night. I think Duke shot 22% from the field. Ohio State finished with a tw- on a 12-0 run. Uh, took their first lead of the game with only 63 seconds left. Uh, Purdue said to be number one. So for all those college basketball fans, those Duke fans, fuck you guys. Fuck Duke. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a pretty uh, crazy game to watch. Um, both my roommates uh, went to bed when Duke was up by like six or seven. Um, and then like with, there was like 60 seconds left. They're, they're only down by two or down by one, something like that. Both of them just kind of come out and are like, what is going on right now? It was a crazy finish. That's awesome. What's up with that Duke player that is always dehydrated? Yeah, he loses like seven pounds per game. That's nuts. That's crazy. Ooh, McAvoy said that he sweats out like 12 to 15 pounds of water a game. I, I didn't hear him say that. I'm not. I mean, I'm not surprised. That's, He's up there, what twenty? That's that's you, I don't know if you guys saw that that post yet. The that the both times that Michigan has beaten Ohio State, then Ohio State beats Duke the following Tuesday. No, way. that's fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That, that's like the weirdest of all coincidences. That's really weird. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's get on track here. We'll hop into some MLB first. A ton of signings. Um, before we get to the signings, seems like a lockout. Well, no, a lockout is coming. Um, what are our expectations? I mean, it seems as though nothing is going to get done. Uh, how late do we start this year? May, June? What do you think? Well, that was a uh, that was a clubhouse. Well, that was a was that a lineup card mm-hmm. once? Uh, I mean, that was what a month or, or so ago. I said full six one sixty. You said I think Newman and I said it would start late. Um, so I guess I'll stand by that. I mean, I don't really know. Like, I, I don't know too much of the details. I know there was a players association meeting. We'll get into that. That's a question here on the lineup card in a bit, but uh, just sucky stuff. What do you guys think? Like, I feel like I saw all those things that like, they go into a room for like 20 minutes. Like what the fuck are you getting done in 20 minutes? Clearly nothing. I thought I fucking hate these interactions in the MLB. They're so bad every year. 
I agree. I mean, the owners just have such a stronghold over <laughs> the discussions. Like they're they're gonna get what they want. They did during the COVID season. Just sucks. What do you guys think of the two balls bullshit? That is fucking ridiculous that they did that. Dan, did you hear about that? Yeah, I did. And I mean, like, I can, I guess, understand, like, the supply shortage and stuff. Like, it does suck. But, like, you're the the MLB. You should have that figured out. You shouldn't be using two baseballs during your season. Like, it's just, that's dumb. Also is, so what's the company that makes the ball? Rawlings. Is Rawlings a domestic company? I don't know. Because if it's a domestic company, if it's a domestic supplier, then there's just no excuse for no um, for not having those baseballs. I'm sorry, there's just no excuse. If you had to get them from China or something <laughs> like that, I would I would have understood it uh, with all the supply chain issues that have been going on. Dan, what do you got? They are a domestic company out of Missouri. So it's just Missouri. absolute bullshit. Yeah. And Manfred again fucking it up. I mean, if like I said, if it was international they had to bring them in from overseas i would have understood it but come on manfred's awful he's he's awful he really is the worst i wonder like if they'll start telling pitchers they can't fucking throw away a ball after a pitch like you just gotta use it because like the lifespan of a baseball is like seven pitches or something crazy dan Uh, just one other note so i then wanted to look up where our baseball is actually manufactured uh and they're made in costa rica Oh, interesting. So they don't. So they don't make them in Missouri. That's just mm. the distribution. That's center the headquarters. So I had to dig okay. a little deeper and figure out where baseballs are actually made. Still, Costa Rica is very close. Yeah, it's just a yeah. boat ride. <laughs> just a boat. Ride. Also, it's major league baseball. Like they're, they yeah. got to have a ton of fucking priority. Yeah. You know, I think it's still inexcusable. Regardless, you didn't have like this happen with any other sport in their balls. Imagine two different footballs in the NFL. Uh, Four game suspension, Tom Brady. It's fucking trash. I wonder, like, I know you could never, like, find a stat on it, but if certain teams use the more bouncy balls more often and, like, their home run numbers and everything was inflated, like, I don't know. I think that would be really interesting to see how different offenses either benefited or didn't benefit. Yeah. I mean, given how corrupt the league seems to be right now, I would not be shocked if they had that data. It would be extremely hard to get that, but like they, I feel like they had to have had an idea of sort of where some of these balls were going and in what stadiums they were more prevalent in during the season. Yeah. Um, obviously, just because you have to negotiate, how are you going to get those balls to those cities um, for those games? I'm sure it was not an even distribution. I'm sure some teams benefited more than others. And then you think about, like, the playoffs, right? The Red Sox, you know, they have these huge stretches with millions of runs, and then they go stretches with nothing. It's like, you get, I don't know, I just wonder. It's weird. It's interesting. Baseball is right. not in a good spot well, right now. And then also, I mean, since we're kind of on baseball right now, remember, like, the whole COVID thing with Hunter Renfro and, you know, how he accused Major League Baseball of, you know, telling the Red Sox not – uh, to report cases or, or whatever, not test, stop the testing, yeah. whatever. Um, it just seems like a really problematic league right now. Yeah, putting uh, putting the league image ahead of player safety, never a good thing. Um, let's get into some player contracts. By far the biggest one, Corey Seager, uh, goes to the Texas Rangers, who have been far and away the biggest spender so far. 
10 years, 325 million. Uh, I don't think any of us had him going there. Someone did. I thought it was you or me. I, I can't remember who it was. Um, I can tell you. I oh, it was, was me. It I was had you. him in Texas. Yeah, it was you. I Holy was shit. Say, I, because remember we had that. That was mm. when it was me and you. And yeah. he, I said Yankees. You said. Yeah, because I said Kyle and Corey would both go to Texas. Right. I said seven for uh, 235. So I was somewhat on the right track uh, money-wise. But, yeah, monster deal for Seager. Uh, your thoughts, Ev? A monster deal. I mean, granted, when he's healthy, he's an absolute stud. Uh, but it's questionable given how available he has been for the Dodgers over the last, like, year and a half. Uh, it seems like he always has something wrong with him. It's a lot of money to put into somebody like that. I would have been more comfortable paying a guy like Correa over Seager. Uh, but he does have that high ceiling, and I think Texas is going to hope that he can reach that. Dan, your thoughts? Um, don't really have a lot. I didn't know the Rangers or kind of had a feeling that the Rangers were going to spend a lot of money this offseason, and they did. Um, but really, outside of that, I mean, Seager, I guess he's good. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Newman, anything to add? No, he is he is a good player, and he, he hits from the left side, which is a huge plus. I assume they're going to end up moving into third base, where I think everyone assumed he would be in a couple years' time. And I, overall, I think Correa has to look at this deal and get very excited for what he's going to get. Oh, yeah. Look in his chops. Yeah, he's got to be. Um, what was I going to say? I, oh, yeah, I saw Seager's already tied for the uh, third most home runs in that ballpark. So it's a good sign for Texas Rangers fans. Oh, right, um, because that was the ballpark that they played that, played World, that World Series in. Yeah. Um, but I heard that uh, the Yankees were calling on Kinsler, whatever his fucking name is. Kiner Falefa. Kiner Falefa, yeah. 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 So it'll be interesting to see if they move him. Good young player. Uh, let's get to the rest of the Texas Rangers signings. So they doubled down on the middle infield, assuming Seager stays at short, bringing in Semyon on a seven-year 175 a uh, million dollar deal. They also gave John Gray four for 56, uh, a pitcher that I think a lot of the league is excited to see pitch outside of course for half the year. Uh, so Ev, what are your thoughts on those two? Yeah, I, I, I love both signings a lot. I think it's really good value with Semyon. Um, before the year last year, I thought he was going to be a big piece with Toronto. Uh, we saw what he did last year. I didn't think he'd be that good. Uh, really an MVP type year. I mean, granted Otani and Guerrero were there, but what he did was remarkable. And then John Gray, you noted it, Colin. I mean, this guy has been hit hard at cores, but when he doesn't pitch in cores, he actually pitches really well. I don't know what the career numbers are, but really good ERA away from it's in the Colorado. Threes. It's, it's in, in the threes. threes. So I, I love that signing. I think John Gray, you know, I think that's a perfect fit. And I'm shocked Colorado didn't trade him a short, what, six months ago? Just to get something. Just to get something. Yeah. Anyway. Dan, anything to add on those two? Uh, I mean, I like the Simeon signing. I mean, just absolutely bolstering their middle infield. Um, it was crazy because they both came out within like a couple hours of each other that they're signing or something like that. So that was crazy yeah. to see both of those guys. And then I'll be honest, don't know anything about John Gray. So good job, Rangers. We did not have um, John Gray on our list. Oh, well, yeah. When you pitch for Colorado, no one really knows who you are. But I mean, I think he is a good pitcher. I had him for like a couple of weeks in fantasy. He's, he puts up decent numbers. And I think yeah. the Simeon deal is really good. I think that's probably what Trevor Story is looking at, too, somewhere in the 25 per year <coughs> on a shorter, not 10 years, but something shorter for him. 
I mean, Baez didn't get 25 a year, so I think <laughs> that's reasonable for Story to expect that. I think it's great for Semyon. Seven years is maybe a little concerning. He's 31, 32, I believe. Um, so it'll be expiring towards the back half of his career, certainly the back half of his career, one would assume. Um, but I think that's a great fucking duo up the middle. Semyon's a great leadoff hitter. It just brings so many more dimensions to that offense. And I think Gray is a huge starting point for that pitching staff they have a lot of work to do um i saw espn thinks they might be world series contenders i don't know about <laughs> that um i think i still need some bullpen help they need a new manager another too. another starter too um before i would even consider them to be wild card contenders but it's a good start for the texas rangers they real quick uh I don't know if you heard me. I, I think they really do need a new manager. I, I've said it on this pod before. I'm just not a fan of Chris Woodward. I don't think he's the right guy for that job. And I don't think he'll ever have a, a, a super or Super Bowl, a World Series champion team managed by this guy. So, well, I mean, that was one of the major draws for Corey Seager. So uh, it'd be hard right. for them to fire them, yeah. fire him right oh, away. Oh, yeah, you're right. If they struggle, though. Yeah. Which I would not be shocked if they did. No, I wouldn't be shocked if for the first few years of these contracts, they're they're still working yeah. their way up. They're going to score a ton of runs. I just yeah. think they'll give up a lot of runs. That yeah. ballpark, very hitters. Hitter-friendly, yeah. Uh, a guy who did not give up many runs this year, and I'm sure Newman is very happy about this deal, Robbie Ray going to Seattle Mariners, five years, $115 million. Uh Newman, let's hear your thoughts first as a Mariner fan. Well, it's great, but I'm cautious because I think last year was a fluke um, working with whoever that pitching coach is over in Toronto, who seems to just make everyone good. Um, yeah, so he's I, great. I and he, Robbie Ray is older, so I'm, I'm kind of nervous, but I, I like the, the term and I like the, the cost. And I think there's an opt out after three years. So it's, it's a good contract Ooh. for what he could be. It, it'll be interesting to see, like you mentioned with the pitching coach, if like a guy like Garrett Cole, uh, he carried that over from Houston to New York. So I wonder if Ray is able to continue that success even away from uh, the pitching coach. I know Houston was more analytically based. So I'm not sure what Toronto's method is, but um, it'll be interesting. I think it's a good signing. Ev, what do you think? Oh, I really like it. I think, Robbie, I don't think it was a fluke. I just think he was finally in the right opportunity, got a chance to be an ace, and really delivered. The strikeout numbers, like for me, if you are a good pitcher – and like if you're considered like for me you're a great pitcher if you get those strikeout numbers up and can keep that era down and he did both of those um like for me i need my best pitcher to strike out a fuck ton of people and that's what robbie Ray did so i think that's here to stay and i love newman will be hearing a lot of them those grunts in between pitches like he throws the ball fucking hard yeah, he and he's got nasty stuff yeah dan anything to add not really good signing for seattle uh, this one was a bit of a surprise to me. VCL Garcia gets four years, 53 million from the Miami Marlins. Had a really good year with the Brewers. Uh, he was in for a payday. I was just a little surprised the Marlins gave it to him. Um, but uh, we, we kind of had this debate. Should we get into the small market, big market debate or no? Uh, we can open the pod, up. might be three hours long. If we pod might be three hours long. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. but we were, we were talking about how hard it is for small market teams like the Miami Marlins of the world, the Pittsburgh Pirates, how hard it is for them to bring in free agent talent. Uh, so I think it's a good thing to see the Marlins going out and spending some money. Uh, what'd you think of the deal of? 
I mean, I would have liked. I granted, I know they're cons- like they have a constraint on who they can actually bring in. I thought Robbie Ray was going to go there for some odd reason. I don't really know why. Um, and Newman knows the most about Garcia because he had him on his fantasy team a short year ago. So I had him for a bit. He probably knows the best about him, but I think he's a good player. Maybe not a good defender, but Connor, would you like to add anything? Yeah, I don't, I don't know much about his defense, but he scores in all five categories. So I mean, it's a great pickup, especially at like what was it, twelve mil, a little over thirteen ish. Yeah, thirteen. That's good. He hit, he hit over twenty bombs. I think stole ten or so bases. So I think he, he's a great pickup for them. I was really happy when they got him. I just remember when I brought up his defense. I just remember he dropped that ball against he the did. Giants. Yeah, yeah, that cost him the win. Dan, anything to add? Uh, I'm not even sure if you know who Avisil Garcia is. <laughs> nope, not even. Sure. <laughs> uh, another Seattle Mariners acquisition. This one be a trade. Adam Frazier, uh, after a rough second half, uh, not rough, hit 267, rough by his standards, uh, with the San Diego Padres, goes over to the Mariners. Not sure uh, how valuable the prospects they were. Newman said no, not at all. Not, not at all. Not, yeah. not at all. So what do you think of the deal, Newman? Just it's good. It's I like this better than the Robbie Ray deal. The the position we needed the most was second base, and I'm very happy with him because we don't have to play Dylan Moore there anymore. Yeah, that will be a nice uh, middle infield with Crawford. Great on defense. I mean, the hope is you put him at leadoff, and he does what he did for Pittsburgh. I mean, when he got to San Diego, they tried to hit him leadoff. didn't work out. Then he was hitting about eighth, and then he, like, completely lost his job. So you got to hit him leadoff uh, on base machine, though, and hopefully it all works out. Dan, Javi <laughs> uh, Baez. I'm sure Dan has an opinion on this one. Six years, 140 million to the Detroit Tigers. Uh, where'd we? Uh, where'd I have him go? Ev, do you remember where you had um, Baez? Uh, I had back to the Mets. I had Cubs. I had back to the Mets. Um, Dan, Cubs. let's go. Let's go to you first. What do you think about this deal? Um. I guess a little surprised that he's going to Detroit. I mean, I had him going to Philly, so I guess like kind of makes sense. But I don't know. I just didn't. Th- I didn't think Detroit was going to get him. I out of the teams I was kind of considering, so a little surprising. Yeah, it kind of seemed like Correa to Detroit seemed like mm-hmm. the favorite shortstop to go there with the Hinch connection. Um, I don't know. I, I personally don't like it. I- I'll get into him a little later. It's a lineup card question. Um, yeah, I'll hold my thoughts on him. I'll do the same. Okay, Newman, uh, did you pick Bias for that lineup card question? I haven't even looked at the lineup card, but I, I just think <laughs> – I thought they were going to get Correa, so it was a little weird. I feel like the Correa suitors are slowly dwindling. I feel like it's Astros and the Dodgers now are the only two, and maybe the Yankees yeah. jump in there. Uh, I'd be interested to see if, like, a team like the Los Angeles Angels who's mixed, missed out on Max Scherzer – they might just go out and, and spend their money here on Correa. I don't know. There aren't many suitors that you can think of, though. And Maybe um, here's an interesting one. I know he was uh, Chris Bryant was rumored here. Maybe Colorado, because they're going to lose story. They still want to win now. I mean, maybe you bring Correa out there. Yeah, I don't I mean, know. They would have the money. It would be great for him with the uh, altitude. He'd probably hit 35 bombs, yeah. Probably hit 40. Um yeah, let's move on from Baez. Uh, Red Sox signing, bit of a smaller scale signing. James Paxton, one year, $10 million deal coming off Tommy John. Dan, I said last night that he should be ready for the start of the season. I was wrong. Um, probably May, June ish, but still 
the way this is trending, that might be the start of the season anyways. Um, I like the deal. I think the Red Sox need another lefty. I kind of hoped it would be Steven Matz or Danny Duffy. Um, but Paxton's had some good years as a Mariner, struggled with the Yankees. So we'll see if he can bounce back. Uh, the three of you have anything to add? I mean, we'll see. I mean, Carlos Rodon pitched pretty well after his major surgery, so I hope it's something like that. I mean, Tommy John's becoming a lot more common now. Even if you don't need it, just get it get it out of the way. No, I agree. I'm glad they brought in a lefty, which is great, and he's one of my favorite players, even better. He's very good. He will be very good. When he's year. on, he's very good. Very good. <laughs> back to the Los Angeles Angels. Uh, they brought back closer Rossell Iglesias, four years, $58 million. Uh, exactly what I predicted, except he got way less than I expected. Uh, not even 15 per. I thought he'd get upwards to 20. Uh, one of the best closers in the game right now. Great deal for the Angels. Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree with you, Colin. Great deal for the Angels. Um, and another pick for you, correct. I'm on uh, fire. You are on fire a little bit. Uh, yeah, you pretty much hit the nail on the head. He had a really good year last year. Solid. Dan, just a head nod. Not nothing much really besides I somehow predicted this right. So <laughs> nice. Newman? Yeah. I mean he's a stud. He was on my fantasy team since the beginning of the year and he throws like a hundred and then he has a fucking wipeout slider. He's so yeah. gross. And yeah. for that cheap, that's an amazing deal. It's a great deal, especially a team that's like ready to spend the money. You would have thought they might have overpaid a little bit, but no, good deal. Is Joe Madden still their manager, by the way? Yes. Yes. Um Byron Buxton re-signing with Minnesota. I was a little surprised by this deal, to be honest with you. Seven for $100 million. Uh, Former number one pick. You can obviously see the superstar ability when he's healthy. Question mark is the health. Really has not been healthy throughout his career. I think he only played 60 games last year. And in those 60 games, he had like 330 and was just playing ridiculous. Um, but this is a lot of money to give to a guy with some major injury issues throughout his career. What do you think? This has to be one of my favorite deals um, oh, wow. I've seen yet. Um, I think it's an absolute steal for Buxton. Uh, he came back in late in the second half of the year, and he absolutely tore it up. He was one of the best players in baseball um, when he was fully back and healthy uh, with that um, – healed from that injury. I don't know what he had, but he, he seemed to be much better. He was stealing bases. He was hitting home runs. Um, I love it. I think Buxton's going to be an absolute stud next year for Minnesota. Uh, Newman, anything to add? Um, not much on this deal. I mean, he's a great player, so good for the Twins to keep him. Dan? Nah, nothing really. I love it. Uh, Joey Wendell. Uh, we got a few more names to get through. Joey Wendell, uh, Tampa Bay Rays signed Carlos uh, – not Carlos. What's it? Corey Kluber. Um, apparently <laughs> don't have the funds to bring him in. The funds. Um, so they had to trade Joey Wendell to the Marlins for pretty much nothing. Uh, rumors where they might trade Kiermaier as well. So we'll see about that. Uh, I don't like this for the race at all. I, I don't like the trade off Wendell for Kluber. I think their pitching has always been the strong suit and they get it done with a bunch of no names. I don't see why you trade a guy who was really one of your best hitters this year. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts? I don't really know. I mean, it was interesting. I don't really know what their projected middle infield is for next year. I know, obviously, Franco, but who would play second? I mean, I'm trying to think. Like, There's got to be some strategy. I've just always yeah. have learned to just trust what the Rays are doing. And I think if any team is going to bring Corey Cooper back, it's probably going to be them. 
and obviously still no glass now for a little while. So yeah. um, I don't hate it. I like it for Miami, though. Uh, I think he's a good player, and he's one of those rare guys who hits without batting gloves, which is always <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Uh, Dan or Connor, anything on Wendell? He's a good utility guy. Oh, well, I think Brandon Lau is going to play second, though. Oh, he duh. Could. I forgot yeah. about him. Great yeah, year. So yeah. they'll, be, they'll be fine. They'll but be fine. Like Wendell, Wendell can play everywhere, which is really good. Yeah. Marlins are putting together some nice pieces. Um, another piece they brought back, Sandy Alcantara, Newman's boyfriend. Uh, maybe the best contract so far out of everything. <laughs> Five years for $56 million. One of the best pitchers in the league. Super, super underrated. Uh, Newman, since you had him this year, why don't you tell us? And since he's his boyfriend. Yeah, you're mad. He is on my boyfriend him. list. I mean, what a fucking steal. <laughs> for a guy who's going to win the Cy Young in the next three years. <laughs> Whoa, wow. Gu- guarantee it. Guarantee it right now. I think he it. threw like six complete games this year. And he definitely had the most like seven inning starts, six, seven insane. inning starts. He throws 100 miles an hour, too. Total workhorse. All right. So are you guaranteeing it? Because I'm writing it. Yes. Yeah. Wow. That's a bold guarantee, but I, I could totally see it. Maybe they just got to get him run support. <laughs> Problem is, he Joey, plays in Miami. Joey Wendell. Pick him. Yeah. Although numbers don't lie, though. At the end of the day. No, and, and they've added some pieces. Like we said, Garcia and Wendell should definitely help that team. I don't see – I mean, they have um, Jazz. Um, I can't really think of it. He strikes else. out way too fucking much. Yeah, Brian Anderson I like a lot. He's pretty underrated. They, they need, like, a power hitter. Though. Yeah, yeah, they need they need more pieces. But they're figuring it out. Uh, like I said, I don't think Derek Jeter is really going to be too happy with just being mediocre forever. No. I think they'll spend money eventually. They'll bring in some big names. Um, anything to add on Alcantara, Dan, or Evan? Great player. Uh, one of the bigger deals uh, definitely seemed to be the most shocking. Max Scherzer, three years, $130 million to the New York Mets. Um, about 24 hours prior to the deal, seemed like the Mets were out of it. Dodgers seemed like the favorite to get him back. And then he signs with the Mets uh, to – Form probably the best one-two when healthy and DeGrom and Scherzer for the Mets. Um, let's go to Newman first. Your thoughts? It's just weird. And we saw that tweet where that deal's worth more than the fucking Orioles. <laughs> Whole fucking payroll. That's just so ridiculous for a guy who's so old and might just fall off a cliff. It's just weird. Dan? Um, I, I was really shocked by it. I did not think he would come back to the East Coast. Um, it, just very surprising. I mean, I'm okay with the deal. Um, I, I just kind of questioned it being the Mets. I feel like the Mets are just the Mets. Somehow they'll fuck it up. But uh, I like it. Evan? I liked it a lot. I think he's going to be elite for three more years. Uh, has shown no signs of slowing down. He stayed healthy relatively. Um and I think if you're in the Mets, like in your Steve Cohen and your management there, like you're really happy with the offseason they've had. I love it. Yeah, they've had a great offseason. But to me, I think the money is just a stretch. It almost feels like they're paying him to take DeGrom's spot because DeGrom is almost always going to be injured. Uh, it seems that way, at least. Uh, obviously, he's so good when he's healthy. But um, just I think just the velocity and how good he is is causes him to get hurt. Uh, which sucks for DeGrom. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm still – the cards are – no, that's the wrong expression. Jury's still out. <laughs> yes. Jury's still out on this deal for me. 
Um, a uh, quick tweet Newman just sent to the group chat. Marcus Stroman and the Chicago Cubs are working on a deal. Um, so we'll see if that turns into anything. Um, another starting pitcher that signed pretty good deal, Kevin Gosman, goes to the AL East uh, all the way across the coast. Five years, $110 million. Any thoughts on this deal? Although I, I kind of have some thoughts since yeah. it's on my boyfriend list. Uh, I was kind of surprised he didn't go back to the San Francisco Giants. Uh, I felt like he was really just a huge piece on that team. I know Lucas Webb emerged in the playoffs as definitely a star, um, but I felt it would have been beneficial for the Giants to bring him back. Regardless, I'm not really happy he's in the AL East. I think he's got great stuff. He did struggle in this division when he was with the Orioles. I think he's a different pitcher now, and uh, I think Toronto got a really good deal on him. It's a four for 90s. It's like somewhere in – the same average, close to. Um, I think it's a good deal for Gosman. Really happy for him. Yeah, it's good that he went out uh, L West, uh, put out together, and, well, uh, gotcha, gotcha. Went gotcha, to the gotcha. Giants to really resurrect his career. We'll have to see. Uh, like you said, struggled in that division earlier on in his career. Found his footing in San Francisco. Obviously, no DH there. Comes back. It's going to be tougher. Going to face better lineups with the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Rays. Totally see him having an over a four ERA, to be honest with you. Oh, you look at Robbie Ray and Ryu and Barrios, like guys like that that have had success in Toronto. So, you never know. Newman? No, I mean, he gets to work with that pitching coach, so I'm sure he'll be fucking good. Oh, I've heard that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dan, anything? Not much. I mean, as a Red Sox fan, it does make you a little nervous to see the division getting better, um, especially Toronto, who I kind of like going into next year to actually make the playoffs. But, I mean, good signing for Toronto. Yeah, I mean, it makes up for the Ray loss. So, hopefully it's an even trade-off for them if Gosman can uh, replicate what he did this year. And the last name on our list, Starling Marte, uh, one of my favorite players, one of my favorite deals, actually, New York Mets. Four for 78 million. I think he's a hell of a player. I think it's a steal. He's going to roam center field, big city field. Uh, he plays great defense, steals a million fucking bases. Uh, great hitter, like hits for average. I think he's just a great piece to any team. Um, and he adds to a, a lot of good things the Mets have done with Canna and Rosario, who aren't on the list. But uh, yeah, I like the signing a lot. Evan? Oh, I like it a lot as well. I mean, steals a fuck ton of bases. That alone in a league that really stolen base numbers have really gone on the decline. It, it really feels like there's only a few specific guys like him, Whit Merrifield and Trey Turner really are the big three. And then it just kind of drops Buxton. off in Buxton when he's healthy. So, you know, it, it just, it gives you such a huge advantage on, on the base paths. He obviously um, is a really great hitter. He'll hit 300 again. Like love it. Dan. Not much, really. It's the Mets. Honestly. Connor, anything? No, it's a good deal. I'm glad he's not in fucking Oakland anymore. Yeah, you don't have to face him anymore. Uh, let's move to the NBA. A couple talking points here. Celtics currently sit at 11th in the standings. Obviously, the NBA has switched to the play-in bullshit. So, 7 to 10 seeds play in to get the 7 and 8. Uh, do you guys see one of those top 10 teams that are currently there falling out of the top 10? Or do you think the Celtics missed the playoffs? I know the Wizards are in there. Well, uh, the Cavs are in there. Probably the favorite to drop out. But Yeah. No, it's Cavs for me. 
Um, all good things come to an end. You see a lot of oftentimes like teams get really hot at the beginning of the year and then, you know, they slowly start to come back to earth. And I think that's what's starting to happen with the Cavs. Dan, shaking your head in agreement. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we kind of saw it, I think maybe last year from Cleveland, they started hot and then they're kind of doing it this year. I mean, they're not that hot. They're 11 and 10, but um, just kind of starting hot, like uh, Evan said, but I think they're going to fizzle out. Um, I think Boston will make the playoffs, but like, I'm still low on them. I don't think they're that good. Um, I think you're going to see some changes, like big time changes to the roster over the off season. Would you like to make a guarantee? That's a big claim. As of right now, maybe not, maybe in a month or two, but because I don't know what they would do, but I feel like something involving Tatum or Brown will happen. I just, you get rid of your head coach thinking that that's the move. It seems like that's the reason why this team isn't performing so well, two superstars. Well, you get the new head coach and now they're still not playing that well. Some, something else has got to change. So I guess we'll see, but I'll make a guarantee in like a month. Or two. Okay. Newman, what back. do you think? First off, Jason Tatum is bad. I have to say it every time we're on the pod, but terrible. They, they have to make the top 10, right? They're not, they're something they're not that bad of a team, right? No, like, no, I don't think so. There's a five way tie for seventh place right now. We could be in like seventh come next week. To me, the Celtics are nothing more than a play in team, though. Like, I don't see them as a top six team the way they're playing right now. Yeah, at all. I, I would agree with that. I got to agree with that as well. Quickly, though, I, I will shout out Dan. Uh, it's the first time I've ever seen someone strong arm Evan after he asks for a guarantee. Uh, so good work there, Dan. <laughs> Normally, Newman and I just cave to his demands and guarantee something that won't happen. Uh, well, so did, good good work, Dan. I guess I wouldn't even know what I'd guarantee because, like, I don't know if they get rid of Brown or Tatum yet. And well, you can just say, well, let me just say this. You could guarantee right now that one of the two superstars will be moved. I, I feel I can't even call Tatum a superstar anymore, really, or Brown. Stars, good players, whatever you want to call them. You can guarantee at least one of them moves. No, I'm not going to do that. You're gonna try, okay, I'm, really I'm not ready to either. I mean, okay. I still think that those two are definitely the building blocks of the franchise. I, I don't know. It's a problem. Can, no, they just got to figure out the supporting cast. No. I still think the supporting cast needs work. No. They need a better supporting cast. Like You can't call just, them building blocks. damn center. Uh, Al's been one of the best players this year. You I mean, I won't knock Al. You can't call them building blocks when they can't even play together. Bro, we've been calling for them to get a center for like five fucking years. It's never like, happened. Al, as good as he's been for what we maybe expected, like, I'm sorry, the Celtics need to finally go out and get like an actual superstar, like young talent at center. Like, they need a fucking stretch so- four. They need a stretch four. They need three point shooting. Like, Jason Richardson is not reliable enough. A three-point shooting. Grant Williams. Well, Jason not... Richardson's been out of the league. Maybe Josh Richardson. Josh Richardson. Grant Williams is not a three-point superstar. Like, come on, get me somebody who can shoot the fucking rock at like thirty-five to forty percent from deep. Oh, you, nice. you need to expand the offense because Tatum's game, like as much as he shoots awful three-pointers, his game is going to the rim and going to the line and drawing contact. Like that's his game. Brown's game is putting one on someone's head. They're both go to the net guys. You need someone mm. to space the floor, kick it out to Al Horford has been decent, but again, like he's Al Horford. <laughs> he has his limits. 
he's old as fuck, and he's probably shooting 30% from three. But he's so a like, good defender. Yeah, though. he's a great defender, and he'd be great off the bench, but asking Al Horford to play 35 minutes a night uh, oh, to try yeah. and win a game is just well, – it's fucking bad. They have Rob Williams, though. It's more of like it's, a – It seems like the young guys like like Rob and, and Peyton Pritchard have fallen out of favor mm-hmm. with Ime. Yeah. Uh, no minutes for them. No oh, minutes for fair. Naismith. I don't know. It seems like all these draft picks Danny Ainge made are just fucking withering away to dog shit. <laughs> it's fucking garbage. Danny Ainge, I hope you're enjoying your fucking rounds of golf down in Florida, you fuck. Definitely is. He definitely is. Fucked us over, you motherfucker. Uh, let's move off the Celtics a little bit here. Let's go to the Western Conference. Uh, Suns go undefeated in November, which I had no idea was even happening. All of a sudden, they've won 17 games in a row. Tied the Warriors for first place last night after beating them. Steph with his worst uh, performance when he takes 20 or more shots in his career. Went four of 21, only 12 points. Um, so, so, Suns, legitimate. I, I know you two, there's two of you who had them low. I believe Evan, I got my, six. my fellow yeah. jackass, is one of them. I had the Suns in first place, I believe. Um, I, I think they're legit. They beat Golden State without Booker last night. Seems like they're just getting it done every single night. Um, you guys see the Suns continuing this trend? Like, maybe, but, like, will they win a title? Fuck no. I don't know, dude. No. There's just no Who's way. better than them in the West right now? Well, I would take Golden State. I would be curious about – Golden State Lakers, and Utah. Lakers, is that it? Utah, that's it. That's I would, it I would not rule out the Clippers. They gave no. them a fight yeah, last year. Great. I would not rule out the Lakers if they can figure everything out and really get that chemistry going. It, it does take a little while to set to settle in. I'm still not a big fan of Aiden. Um, you know, if a team can really keep Chris Paul quiet, that seems to be the only way. That seems to be the big answer. Yeah, Phoenix is deep, but like they're beatable. Like this is just a really good run for them, and I'm happy for them. But I just cannot see them winning the title. I disagree with you. I guarantee you they're in the Western Conference Finals. All right. Well, I'm going to guarantee that they will not win the championship. It's much easier to guarantee that I'm going to the Western Conference Finals. I've made some pretty – this is – yeah, whatever. Um, Just to kind of clear the record here. So, Connor had the Suns in fifth. Evan had them fourth. I had them third. And Colin had them second. Second. Yeah, so you're not like the Messiah. Uh, I mean, right now I fucking am. All right, all right. Uh, any anybody else have any thoughts on the Suns? Um, I mean, coming into the year, I was I have them at third, but I was still very high on them. I thought the Lakers would be much better than they are, and then the Jazz are always consistent. It seems so. Uh, I was high on the Suns, and I think yes, winning 17 in a row is pretty crazy. I don't think it's sustainable, but I think they're still going to be one of the top three seeds in the West when it's all said and done. Probably. Yeah, I could hop on board with that. I feel like like Chris Paul and Aiton are a walking double-double every night now. And yeah. like Booker just needs to shoot a couple threes, and they're going to win. I, the Celtics need a guy like Aiton. That guy is incredible. Yeah, they really do. Uh, the Lakers have been brought up a couple times. We'll talk about them a little bit. LeBron with COVID now. Uh, seems like this guy's just finding every way not to play. I mean, he gets hurt. <laughs> he gets suspended for blatantly punching a guy in the fucking face. Uh, now he's got COVID. Um, what the fuck is this? I think the Lakers are a fucking joke. Westbrook sucks. 
the supporting cast sucks. They're old as fucking dirt. They stink. I, I don't see them in the top five. I don't. I don't like them at all. They just got to figure it out. Like for me, it will happen with time. And like, I don't know. It. It. I think Frank Vogel is a fucking joke. If you want my honest opinion, the yeah. dude won a championship just by watching basketball games. Yeah, on the coattails, as they say. Yes. So easiest job he has, and he doesn't even do it well. They struggled in the regular season last year. Obviously, the playoffs last year weren't great. They played Phoenix, and then they're just not gelling. And I think the coach is part of the problem, and I don't think he's the right guy for that job. And um, listen, we'll see what happens, but there's too much talent there for me not to say they're just nothing. I'm not saying nothing. I'm just saying I don't think they're that fucking good. Um, I, I kind of think when, especially when it happened, I think the Westbrook signing was a pretty dumb signing for LA. I, I don't think it's really where I know Russ is good. Um, and he's going to have his nights and have his stats, but I think pairing him with LeBron and how they've kind of built up this roster for the season, I think it's awful. I mean, if LeBron's out, you kind of see the Lakers are just absolute shit. I think even when he's in there, they're not that good. Um, I, I just think it was a terrible way of building the roster. And let's be honest, whoever the Lakers were going to hire as a coach, it was going to be LeBron coaching the team, just kind of picking some puppet. That's why Frank Vogel is there, not a real head coach. So <laughs> it's true. It's yeah, true. no, you're right. LeBron just handpicks the guy that's not going to get in the way, not going to make noise. And that's kind of what they got here. So when LeBron's out of the lineup for so long, they're just stuck with this terrible head coach coaching the team. And it's already a terrible roster after the top three guys. Yeah, well, I don't want LeBron on my team. He's a tattletale. <laughs> what do you mean? Because when he, like, brought the ref over, he's like, oh, he's yeah. Too <laughs> New Manny Lakers thoughts. I mean, actually, those people at the beginning of the season, when they were signing all those players, they were like, oh, it's a it's a super team. I was like, yeah. no, Brother, they're not building. guys that are playing 15 minutes a night that average, like, six points. Yeah, everyone said, oh, they're a fucking super team. This is unfair. I'm like, what are you, you're not building the fucking team out of Space Jam. These guys have been washed for years. Like Avery Bradley and fucking Trevor Ariza aren't cup championship winners. I'm sorry. That's what I'm saying. Even Melo, they signed Melo and they're like, oh, lock good. it in. Yeah. They're going to win it all. No, they're not great. Yeah, well, the team not. collectively not. is not. Dan, I'm curious where we all had the Lakers. I'm just, I, I can't remember. Yeah, I, right. th- I think this would be funny. We did have them all high. Yeah, I'll tell you. Um, four. Oh, Connor had him at four. Yes. Evan, three. Me at, had him at two. And then Colin, Oof. one. Whoa, <laughs> God. Damn. I thought Damn. I had the fucking Utah Jazz at one. And then you the, had the Suns. Jazz at four. Did, uh, I thought I had, uh, I wish I had Jazz, <laughs> Suns, Warriors, Lakers, if anything. You had. Jazz, we're at four for you. I had the Jazz at one. Who'd we I all have, have the three? Jazz at one besides you. Who would I have at three? <laughs> Nuggets. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> Warriors, five. Six. Oh, Jesus. This Christ. kid is clearly not the Messiah. <laughs> Look, I'm I'm the MLB free agent Messiah right now. <laughs> Give you that title. You can have the NBA one. I don't want that one anyways. <laughs> but Honor didn't have the Warriors at three. That's a good call. That was Honor. a good call. We also had the Mavericks at two. No, Oops. God. Fuck this sport. Uh, let's, let's talk about hockey. Uh, I'll fuck this sport. <laughs> oh, my God. Out. Done. First, um, 
first note of business, Marshan gets the three game uh, sussy for the slew foot on Ekman Larson. Personally, thought it was a bit of a bullshit call. Really not a slew foot. He's just Ekman Larson, obviously the weaker man in the battle of the two. Marshan throws him down like a rag doll, using his leg as a uh, means of support. Uh, <laughs> I just don't like the call at all. There wasn't a penalty call during the game. I think it's just fucking bogus. Guy hasn't gotten suspended since 2018. PK slew ban is ripping guys down left and right this month. He only gets fined five grand. Give me a fucking break. Well, it's just the history of the player, right? I mean, I mean Subban's not got a fucking. Well, I know, Subban but Marshan, no yeah, but Marshan and the slew foot, it's been a theme over his career. And it was, if you look at the replay, Colin, it was a slew foot. Oh, give me a fucking do I think the three suspend three games was too much? Of course I do. But it's just the history of the player combined with it being a pretty blatant slew foot, in my opinion. And I'm a Bruins fan, but it, it was what it was. And I'd like to hear Newman's thoughts. Well, yeah, I mean, Scully, when you when you take a player down using the leg as support, as you would say, they call that a slew foot. Um, I mean, but he went like this was my thing. Like, he threw his upper body down over his leg. That's more my argument. He well, wasn't that's, taking that's, him out with his leg. That's even worse. He fucking, like, tabletopped him with his leg. Yeah, it's a good fucking hit. No, Marshan slew foots guys like left and right. There's compilation videos that are like 20 minutes long on YouTube of him yeah. just slew footing everyone. So like, he right. deserves three games for that. I would have probably said two. Dan, anything? I'd say one if any. No comment. No comment. I'm just Dan, are you out on the that. hockey talk? Uh, yeah, let me look at the the agenda and see if there's even Look, how, how about we with. just talk if you got something to say you raise your hand i'll call on you um like there's yeah, there's nothing i can talk about here i don't even have these names um all right he's yeah. like who's kuznetsov <laughs> sit, sit pretty dan um <laughs> i'll be back to the lineup card <laughs> next order of business uh montreal canadians Cleaned house, fired um, Bergman or Bergman. I don't know how to fucking say his. Bergman. Bergman uh, and his ugly ass. Everybody else in that front office. Did they hire anyone yet? I, I don't know. No. I, I saw that they are really interested in Danny Briere. Uh, I think that would be a good fit. Great for Danny if he could get that job. I, I think they have a lot of work to do, whoever takes that job. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I, I think Briere would be an awesome fit. He's been doing some uh, work for the last three years in the ECHL. Uh, being, he's doing some, like, GMing of some main team. I don't really know too much about it, but really <clears throat> a well-respected guy within uh, the industry, and I think he's destined to eventually get uh, a role with an NHL team and ultimate, ultimately become a GM at the end of the day. Uh, very likable, good with the media, that sort of stuff. Um but I agree. They're in trouble. Montreal, there's just, it was a team that just should not have gone to the cup last year. I mean, talk about not an entertaining series at all with Tampa Bay. I would have watched, rather watched anybody else. And thank God Bergevin's gone. I mean, his hair was just getting fucking unbearable at this point. <laughs> it looks like Santa Claus. <laughs> Connor, anything to add? I mean, they're just in a tough spot. I feel bad. Like you're, you're missing your best player. Like Carey Price has finally returned, and you're missing Shea Weber, and then you send Caulfield down, which I think was just dumb in the first place. I don't know why you send your budding star down, even when he's struggling. Like you gotta like get through that. Maybe switch on, switch the lines up. You don't just send him down for two days, bring him back up, and expect yeah, 
him to be better. But I mean, I, yeah, losing Carey sure. Price has been the key because he's so much better than Jake Allen and whoever else is there. Caden Primo well, is a star. Yeah. Don't worry about him. Well, they're right. North, Northeastern alum, right? Yes. And they're having to start Jake Allen way too much. That's part of the problem. I think he's just run down. I mean, he's getting what? Like probably like 85% of the starts when you kind of hope it's more so about 65, 35. Um, it just really worn out Jake Allen. Yeah. Uh, well, Colin takes a bathroom break. I'm taking over as host here uh, real quick. Um, so, Newman, should the Avalanche be worried about their uh, – God, what's this even say? Oh, about their start uh, a quarter of the way through the season. They're getting better, so I'm not as concerned from where they started. I feel like Kemper – I cannot hear you. Better. You're muted. No, I'm not. <laughs> okay, maybe we have a problem. Oh, because Colin can you hear me? the bathroom. Hold on. <laughs> oh. One second. Well, I'll talk to the viewers and Dan. Um, yeah, so, yeah, Kemper's better. The, the top line's getting going. Like, they're 11-6-1. and one. That's fine. They're one point out of the wild card, which is fine. Um, I don't know. Dan, no, do we're good think? now. We're good now. I can hear oh, you. Now. Evan's back. Uh, Colin uh, brought the AirPod with him <laughs> to the toilet. So, <laughs> uh, got a little disconnected there. Um, but, no, I completely agree. I Personally, I would not have had this uh, question on here. I think they're fine. Um, I agree with all your points. Um, Vegas. Are you concerned about Vegas's start? Uh, I believe they're fourth in the Pacific Division. They are. They're, they're 12 and 9. I think they're overworking Leonard, which okay. sucks because, like, him working with him with Flurry in like a 60-40 split was really seeming to work for them. And now he's played, I feel like, 95% of the games, and they don't have a good backup. So he's going to get tired real fast. And then you can't really do anything on offense. I feel like, yeah, their differential is plus two. It's not very good. Well, and their, their leading scorer right now is Chandler Stevenson, and I don't really know his numbers, but he's not kind of the guy you want to be your leading scorer. No. Um, and they paid Laurent, uh, Laurent Brassois to be their backup goalie, who, who had some success in Winnipeg when he was backing up Hellebuck there. Uh, I'm curious to, uh, to know why they are not starting him more. I feel like Pete DeBoer would probably be a coach that would kind of be on top of that and really emphasize the rest uh, for Robin Leonard. Because you don't really want to war- overwork your goaltender. Um, it's just been proven, like, in the playoffs, sometimes the goalies who do start too many games just get overworked. And then – they're tired towards the end of the year and, and it all kind of falls apart. The Bruins had had some of that, some of those problems with Tuka Rask in past years. Uh, but no, I agree with a lot of your points. Will both teams make the playoffs? Yes. Is there a reason to yeah. panic? No. So I completely agree with you there. And fucking Brissot has played four games. He's three and one and he has better numbers than Leonard. Play this guy more. I don't know why, why aren't they giving him starts? It's bizarre. I don't know. Let's get Pete DeBoer on the pod. <laughs> um, Staying with uh, the Colorado Avalanche, um, and Nazem Kadri, obviously he's had a fantastic start, seven goals uh, and 20 assists. He had a nice point streak going. Uh, Evgeny Kuznetsov also has seven goals and 20 assists. So who's been the more surprising player to start the year, Connor? It's probably Kuznetsov because I believe Kadri – oh, no, he doesn't play on the top line. Okay. Um. I'd probably go Kadri then. He's playing with Burakovsky and Nachushkin, who they're, they're not great. So for him to produce like that is very good. And I feel like Kuznetsov has been undervalued for years. Like he's a very good player. 
I completely agree with you. I mean, like you said, he's not soft. He's been known as kind of the playmaker. I'm not really surprised at all that he has 20 assists, uh, really skilled. I think I agree with you. He gets slept on a lot, um, but people that like know hockey pretty decently uh, know his name and know his value. Kat, what Kadri's been doing, that second line has been so good. Obviously with McKinnon out, Nutrushkin's been scoring a ton, which has been something something to see. And then Kadri, I mean, getting on that point streak, really impressive stuff. Um, you know, it just for him, it's about just staying out of trouble with the league, right? Especially in the playoffs. Um, but when he's he's on the ice, really talented player. And lastly, here in the NHL, uh, Jeff Skinner, eight goals in 22 games. Really surprising. Obviously, uh, this guy's taken a, a ton of heat uh, from Buffalo uh, Sabres fans and across the league. Uh, he had seven and 53 games last year. Connor, how many goals will Jeff Skinner finish the year with? Amazing. Yeah. Uh, he's got eight goals in 22 games. Oh, that's a lot. Shit. I thought he was shitty again. Um, I don't know. 25. I'll, I'll say upwards of 20. I was shocked to see that he already had seven this year. Yeah, I'm back. I'm back, baby. I'm fucking back. Yeah, I was shocked to see that he already had seven. The only reason I looked is because of that Tana video which was fucking hysterical. Ten of uh, Seattle player skating to the bench. Uh, you hear him yell, Skinner, you're fucking terrible. How the fuck did you get that kind of deal? Uh, just absolutely belittling the guy. Uh, come to find out, he's got seven goals. Scored two in that game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if you can keep it up. I know Tage Thompson leads that team in goals with ten. He's been phenomenal. Wow. Uh, he's Would been, never have known that. He was fucking fun to watch when the Bruins played them uh, last week. He's a hell of a player. He's gigantic. He's huge. Yeah, Seattle like should have should have picked him. Seattle. Yeah, he's very very good. Uh, former St. Louis Blue prospect. Um, I think Skinner gets over twenty. I, I have twenty on the dot, but you know it would be a good year. I mean, granted, you're making nine and a half million a year. You should be fucking scoring thirty goals. Absolutely. So. Let's get to the lineup card, shall we? Yeah, let's get to it. It's been a little bit of a long pot. I think we're creeping up on an hour, but uh, we'll see how quick we can get through this. Um, first question. Major League Baseball is heading for a lockout, like we talked about earlier. Talks between players and owners officially ended on Wednesday after an ugly seven-minute discussion. Scherzer today even said that the lockout is likely to happen. We're without baseball for some time. What will you miss the most? A, student nine deals. B, fantasy baseball. C, going to Fenway. Or D, watching your team on TV, whether it be the Sox or the Mariners. I will start with Colin. I mean, I'm obviously going to miss all of them. i got to say fantasy baseball, though. Um, just nice to wake up every morning, check the lineup, say the boys did last night, said it. It's one of my favorite morning routines. I check all my fantasy teams every morning. Fucking psychopath. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'll miss that portion of it the most, I think. Connor? I love fantasy too. I, I mean, as the one who lives like two minutes from Fenway, I'll say the student nine deals because I went to like 15 games this year, um, including a couple like a playoff game. So it's very fun. Dan? Uh, I'm going to have to say going to Fenway. Uh, I don't go to school in Boston, so I don't get student nine deals, but I did uh, go to two games this year. And let me tell you, the atmosphere at Fenway is electric, especially when you're down four to the Yankees. Yeah. We'll no never hit. forget you went to that one. And get five hits in a row and five runs in a row in the eighth inning. Uh, it gets pretty ballistic <laughs> out there. So uh, Fenway, obviously just a great environment uh, no matter what. So I'm going to miss if I can't go to Fenway this summer. 
which I probably uh, will. But so. right, yeah. Uh, it's just for the short short term. Uh, fantasy baseball for me. I'm with you, Colin. Uh, it's just like some of the best uh, times of the year with baseball, and you're checking your lineup. I'm in a pretty big cash league as well, so just gonna it would just suck not to have that. Um, two. Which MLB free agent signing to this point has been your favorite? You can go off the board. I had six options. Uh, Scherzer, Baez, Seager, Semyon, Ray, or Marte? Colin. Uh, my favorite is Marte. Uh, I, I love the value. I said I talked about earlier how much I like him. Uh, he's five to a player. He can still hit home runs, even though he's more of an average guy. Plays great defense, and everybody loves him. I think he's a great player. Oakland got a great uh, – Oakland really – Without him, would have been not even close in the wild card race towards the end of the year. Um, I think he's going to help the Mets a lot. Will it translate for the Mets? Not sure. But I think Marte is going to be one of their better signings. Newman? Off the board. My boy Sandy, of course. Steel. Dan, what do you got? Uh, I'm going to go with Simeon. I'm going to go with Simeon as well. I love it. I think he's going to have a terrific year. I think 35 homers again, and I think he just really cements himself as one of the best signings uh, as, as it comes to value. I think he's going to be better than Seager. Um, now, the inverse of that question, your least favorite signing to this point. You can go off the board again if you want. Colin. Javi Baez. Fucking stinks. Uh, I said I would share my feelings later. Here it comes. I don't like him at all. Flashy guy. Everybody's like, oh, he's defense. Oh, he's defense because he makes no-look fucking tags. Well, let me tell you, no-look tags come on fucking perfect throws. Uh, Javi's doing nothing, just putting his glove there and closing it. And uh, Contreras. Yeah. Sec- and, and all those guys. Second of all, Javi Baez, uh, I believe, finished second in the league for errors. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yes, he makes flashy plays. Can't make routine ones. Uh, what did he hit, 240 this year? I, I know he got hot towards the end of the year. But, I mean, from, from a guy that hit, what, like almost 320 that year, they went to the World Series, and I think almost 40 home runs. Like, he's had a huge decline since then, in my opinion. I, I don't like it. I don't think Detroit gets much better. I would have liked them see uh, – I would have liked to see them spend double that on Correa – more than double that on Correa or spend it elsewhere. I don't know. I, I don't like bias. Newman, do you agree with Colin's take on bias? Who do you got? I agree with his take, but I'm going to say Scherzer simply because no no deal should be worth more than an entire franchise. And the <laughs> fact that it's worth four times more than what McDavid gets is upsetting. That's crazy. Dan, how about you? Bias. He stinks. Yeah, it's biased for me as well uh, from the standpoint of you didn't get Correa. You should have got Correa. It was a reunion waiting to happen with Hinch, and instead you settled for Bias, uh, who's been on the decline, as, as Colin noted. So bias for me. Uh, moving to our fourth question with the New York Mets, they've added Max Scherzer, Mark Canna, Sterling Marte, and Eduardo Escobar in free agency and are still looking to bring in a guy like Chris Bryant. Will the New York Mets win the NL East next season? Colin? Well, look, Chris Bryant is not there yet, so I'm not even going to count that into consideration. They're losing Conforto. They lost Syndergaard, who they didn't have last year, but DeGrom's a question mark. Um, I'm going to say no. I still like the Atlanta Braves. Acuna's coming back. Uh, they'll get Soroka back. Um, so that's two uh, – I mean, arguably, they're two best players. Freeman, though. Freeman, I expect to come back. Uh, I'm curious as to why he hasn't signed before the labor shortage. Um, but I think he goes back no matter what. Um, 
And I like Philadelphia, too. I think they still have a lot of talent on that roster. They can figure it out, make it all work together. I think Philly could make a run in that division. I don't think the Mets are going to be bad. I just – I'm not ready to say they're going to win the division yet. I mean, they are the fucking Mets. Phillies are interested in Nick Castellanos, see if they can close that deal. I think I had him there. Connor, uh, who uh, – who, what did. do you think, yes or no? You did. Oh. Good for you, Scully. Um, it's a no for me. I like the Braves. I still think the Mets need to figure out their hitting, and I don't think Canna, Marte, and Escobar really – fill that gaping hole that they left there's like they're hitting us atrocious last year like they need they should need Lindor needs to step up and they should go get Chris Bryant but uh, I was gonna say say if Lindor returns to 330 home runs that's like adding another superstar to that team so that would make a huge difference no I agree Dan what do you think Mets yes or no I know you're a big Phillies guy nope Mets stink no matter what Mets are terrible uh, I'm going to say they are going to win the division. I had them winning it last year. It didn't work out, but I th- I have hope for next year. I mean, you know, you add in all these guys, I think it'll matter. I think it'll mean something. So I'm going to say yes. You're crazy. Uh, we, we will we hold the tape, Stan. Don't don't you worry. Um, yeah, Dallas 14 and three. <laughs> look good. Look good for a time. Good for a time. Uh, moving into some NHL talk here. Question five: the Philadelphia Flyers have lost six consecutive games. Uh, 20 points, it's five out. And the New York Islanders have lost eight straight games. Uh, they sit with 12 points, 13 points out of a playoff spot. Uh, buy or sell? Both teams missed the playoffs this season. Colin? I'm really concerned about both teams. I'm still going to sell. Uh, I was high on the Flyers coming in. I don't think my expectations are attainable for them. I still think they can make the playoffs. I think the Islanders, uh, as bad as they've been, if they could figure out how to put the puck in the net just a little more often, they could easily get back in it. I know the Metro is good this year, but like Columbus, I don't expect to hang around forever. New Jersey, I don't expect to hang around forever. I think Washington, Carolina, and the Rangers are cemented in there, but that fourth spot is up for grabs. I think one of these teams could take it. Colin, what do you th- or Connor, what do you think? I'm buying. I wasn't. I didn't have Tillian originally, and the fucking the Islanders. Their style of play is just not working this year. Like, in, in, like it has in years past. They don't score, and therefore they have no lead to defend. So mm-hmm. they're not winning. They're losing ground fast. It's gonna be hard to make it up, especially in the Metro. So I don't think either team gets in. Danny, buying or you selling? Yeah, I'm gonna buy. Uh, yeah, that's it. I'm going to sell. I still hope for Philadelphia. I think there's still a lot of talent there. And if they can just figure out the defense and if Carter Hart can play how he was earlier on in the year. Um, I guaranteed a couple pods ago that the Islanders would not make it. And just simply the offense isn't there. I mean, Jordan Eberle, like people talk a lot about like, you know, not having Tavares there. Like that obviously was just a huge loss right now. And Barzell's not pulling his weight, but I mean, losing Eberle really fucking hurt them. He's at 11 goals with Seattle right now. And he was really a key player for them last year. And I think they really miss him a lot more than people thought that uh, they would have. Real quick, I got so impatient on Eberle. I, I have him now. Him. Thank I you. dropped him early. Yeah. And right wing, a position where it's yeah. thin. So thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, it's like payback for MLB. Yes. Thanks, Bob. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm winning me the league. Oh, Or coming in second. Because <laughs> fucking Newman. Well, too Jack, bad. Second doesn't get any Juggernaut Newman. Yeah. Newman got his 120 bucks or whatever. 
Um, question six. The Toronto Maple Leafs sit at 16-6-1, which is tied for first place in the East. Do you believe Toronto will finally get out of the first round this year? Yes, it's finally their year. No, history will be rewritten. Colin. Nah, these top four guys are just going to burn their asses out in the first 82 and have nothing left in the playoffs just like normal because they got to carry them the whole way all year. And then they fucking just disappear like Casper the fucking ghost in the playoffs. Marner, what's he, he yet to score a goal in the playoffs? In 21 he, 18. Games. Uh, yeah, he had gone uh, 18 straight uh, yeah. goals. I, yeah, I it's know fucking pathetic. Uh, Nylander has been, in my opinion, the best out of the four. Um, and he's the cheapest. I mean, they got to move on from Tavares or Marner to free up some money. You can't trade Matthews. I mean, the city of Toronto would revolt if you did. Um, but they just they got to figure out a way to place their funds more evenly throughout this roster. I, I don't see this core ever making it out of the first round. Do you think that they have the same chance as the Buffalo Sabres, as uh, Ryan Whitney once said? Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes. Uh, Connor, do you agree? I don't agree. This is this is the year. Uh, if there's any a year for the Maple Leafs making out of the first round. The top four are playing beautifully. John Tavares has been unbelievable this year. Point per game pace, fucking, even like Kasha has four goals. Bunting is contributing. Kerfoot's contributing. And Jack Campbell, holy shit, the player that was we'll the get to him later. founder of yeah. 10 years ago. We've been waiting for him, and he's been incredible. So I think they have a good shot. Dan, you, you went on the Leafs as well? No, I'm not. Um, no. Uh, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not either. I, I'll believe it when I see it. And I think the core, like Colin said, are just going to burn themselves out. Once again, Campbell's going to get a fuck ton of starts. I think he'll, he'll be tired uh, heading into the playoffs. Marner's going to disappear again. I can already envision. I can already see the headlines. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it will be no easy first-round matchup, no matter who you get in this Eastern Conference. So yeah. uh, it's a sell for me. Um, let's see which player has had the most surprising start to the season. Uh, this is question seven Troy Terry with the Anaheim Ducks, Chris Kreider of the New York Rangers, Jack Campbell, who Connor just mentioned, goaltender for the Toronto Maple Leafs, and then Tristan Jari with Pittsburgh. Colin, I'm gonna go Troy Terry. I mean, this kid's over a point a game, I believe, still. Um, uh, he's just been fucking amazing for Anaheim, they're in the playoffs position right now. Uh, him and Getzlov have been fantastic for them. I didn't see Anaheim being this good. I think Terry's been a huge part of it. And it's not like – I mean, he had a respectable season last year, but I think he only had like 30 points in 60-something games. So it's a huge uptick in production for him, and it's a good sign for the Anaheim Ducks. I, I'll shout out real quick Lucas Raymond is another one from off that board. Uh, he's been phenomenal. Pretty much a Calder lock, it feels like, at yeah. this point. Newman, who are you taking? Um I mean, Troy, Troy Terry's been impressive. I'll go Chris Kreider because he's on my fantasy team and he already has 15 fucking goals. I mean, he's been a perennial 20 goal scorer for years, but he seems to easily eclipse 30 this year, the way he's playing. I just took him randomly because he was at the top of the, the list and he's were paid off. <laughs> he's like the number two at his position. So, yeah. Happy. Paying dividends for sure. Dan, who, do you, who, are, you, who, are, who are you taking? Uh, I'm just going to pull a classic me, copy uh, Colin and go uh, Troy Terry. Love it. 
Uh, I'm going to go Jari. I think people were really writing this guy off, especially after his playoff performances uh, in that series against the Islanders. This guy's bad. He's never going to be good. He's never going to be a starter. I personally avoided him in fantasy this year. Didn't want him on my team. Wasn't sure how the playing time would go with whether DeSmith would get more time or whether they would bring in someone else. I think Jari's really been impressive, and he's a big reason why Pittsburgh is hanging around in the wild card race. Uh, could not have predicted he was going to be play like this this year. Uh Dan, you'll, you'll have some more knowledge on these uh, next couple questions, I'm sure. Uh, Detroit Lions sit in last place in the NFC North with a, with a 0, 10, and 1 record. Will they win a game all year? I've been saying I don't think that they will. Do you agree with me? Yeah, I'm so fucking sick of picking them in picks. Uh, had a little Thanksgiving bet on them. I know, uh, Dan, you can't bet. So, for legal reasons, we'll just exclude the betting talk. Um, but, yeah, they, God, they just – fucking stink man they're terrible no wins and no swift either for a few weeks so yeah william's gonna start this weekend connor um real quick stroman is confirmed to chicago nice again the wow. messiah strikes well done five Philly. for 115 um, he's probably gonna get i'd say that's sim like gosman I'd say i bet that, he'll get less than that no i don't know he's good um yeah they're not winning a game this year the only game that they might win is December 26th against Atlanta, but I feel like they'll just get run over by Patterson, so probably not. Yeah. Oh, they play Seattle, though. Seattle sucks. Uh, yeah. If Russ can't beat Detroit, better leave and go somewhere else. Dan, what do you think? Nah, they're not going to win a game. I think Jared Goff stinks. I think the whole hoorah of Dan Campbell biting kneecaps is uh, it's kind of faded off. Um you lose your best player in DeAndre Swift. Um, and, I mean, hell, you've had so many close games and you just fuck it up in the end. I mean, eventually you just lose your mojo, and I think the rest is the way. I mean, they got a lot of division games that they could possibly get wins, but I don't see it happening. I think they're – at this point, just just tank. Go get Kayvon Thibodeau for your defense. That's how I see yep. it. Yep, I agree. Uh, and last question, doing something a little different here uh, – Call out a player or coach in any sport that deserves some criticism and why you chose them. So since this is a new kind of question, I will start off. Um, I'm just going to rip the Bruins right now. Uh, the Bruins for just not being able to beat good teams. Let's run through their wins. Dallas, who has gotten hot of late lately, but they really weren't much to start the year. Buffalo twice. Congrats. San Jose. Florida's their big win. Detroit, Ottawa, New Jersey, Montreal, Philadelphia, Vancouver. Really nothing great there. Losses against Philadelphia, whatever. Florida, really good team. Carolina, really good team. Toronto, Edmonton, Calgary, Rangers. And then they lost to Detroit last night. Only scored one goal. Of course, it was possible because the depth scoring just isn't there seemingly ever, no matter what Don Sweeney wants to do. And no matter who he brings in, you know, you re-up Taylor Hall. He's been disappointing. You bring in Eric Hall. He hasn't done much at all. Uh, and what happened to the good start at home? This was the talk. They started so well out at home. And then in the last couple of weeks, they seemingly can't really win a game at home or they have to come back late in the game anyway. I mean, just really disappointing stuff from the Boston Bruins. I thought they would be better this year. Um, you know, I just don't, I don't, I don't know. And the Olmark signing looks bad right now because Swayman's in my opinion, been better and should get starters reps. So they seem to be a little bit of a disaster right now, and it sucks. It's been tough to watch. Like, yeah. 
the secondary lines have been producing a lot of good quality chances. Just nobody's putting the puck in the net. Like Nick Foligno is yet to score a goal. Eric Halla has won. Um, Frederick was back in the lineup. He hadn't scored yet. He still hasn't. He's looked good in the last two games. I mean, Anton Blee is scoring goals for the Boston Bruins, uh, and that's just not a good thing. Like, where – like, Coyle's been really good. Hall, you, you got to show up. I mean, 60 points, too much to ask from the guy? Like, we're not asking for fucking – an MVP season, 60 points is sufficient for 6 million. Like we need some goals. Craig Smith has not scored many goals this year. There's been absolutely no offensive production outside of Forbert from the defenseman and McAvoy. Uh, Mike Riley and Matt Grizzly need to get going. Uh, I'm concerned about the Bruins. Who are you calling out? I'm going to call it Jason Tatum because that guy sucks. (laughs) Um, He fucking went two of 16 from the field the other day. Uh, he's just fucking garbage. Like the Celtics are never going to do anything when Jason Tatum is just fucking set on hucking up threes and, and taking bad shots and not passing to the open man. Like I just can't even watch the Celtics when this guy's on the court. I, I don't like his attitude. I don't like his energy. Uh, he's always looking for a fucking call. He's always whining when he doesn't get one. Um, I just can't stand him. I think the Celtics need to trade him. I'd rather have Brown. I don't know. And it seems like this guy just does whatever the fuck he wants. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I can't stand it. And he's one of the hugest, biggest reasons the Celtics have been fucking bad. Yeah. Good one. Newman, who are you calling out? This is a little unorthodox. I'm calling out Bill Cohen, who is the coach of the Northeastern men's basketball team, because we played Detroit Mercy yesterday, who's 0-5. They're terrible. We went up 24-8 to in the first, like, five minutes. Our guy hit, like, four for four from three. And then Bill proceeded to bench him for like the next 20 minutes. Didn't drop any plays for him. They clawed their way back in. They were down by, I think, two with five minutes to go before we eventually pulled away. This guy is such a nut job for being the winningest coach in our team's history. Like, it was so frustrating. Just, they don't drop any plays. These fucking, these, I, I was going to say something bad. Um, <laughs> these kids, like, literally, I feel like the pet band could have beat these guys. And <laughs> we allowed them to. <laughs> nearly win um so it was very frustrating let's go on uh dan before you go you have the rant so if you want to just count this as your rant oh yeah this is definitely my rant all you take it away all right so lately in the news you're probably seeing lincoln riley and brian kelly going to new schools lincoln riley going to usc and brian kelly going to lsu i gotta say where like how do you leave before your season is even ended Oklahoma is going to be playing in a pretty good bowl game. They're 10 and two. Notre Dame could make the goddamn college football playoffs. Even if they don't, they're in a New Year's six bowl. How are you leaving before your season even ends? That makes no sense. Brian Kelly making his kids wake up at seven in the morning for an 11 minute meeting. How the four hell does that work? Actually. He came out, it was four minutes and 18 seconds. What the fuck? Where is the loyalty to the guys that you're spending all season with grinding with? And then you just, you leave for a bag, like where, like wait a couple of weeks, get a verbal agreement. Just say, I'm staying here until the season's over. And like college coaches love to complain about the transfer portal and love to complain about players opting out of bowl games. How does this help your argument? You're leaving immediately, not even giving players notices. They're finding out online I, Lincoln Riley had a, uh, a quote saying that USC could be the mecca of college football. And then one of the Oklahoma players said, he literally said that to us last week about Oklahoma in a player or in a team oh meeting. God. Like, 
Are you kidding me? These coaches, there's no loyalty. They're just looking for a bag. They're looking for the next step. And it's outrageous when coaches now expect players to never transfer, stay committed to the program when they're doing the same exact bullshit. It's ridiculous. And I think Lincoln Riley, I, I get it. It's Southern California. I'll give you that. Brian Kelly going to LSU. He's going to do terrible there. LSU will not be better than Georgia. They'll not be better than Alabama. It's a terrible idea. I understand the money he's set for life. Joke's on me. But, like, you're going to do awful there. And I, I don't even think Lincoln Riley's going to win the Pac-12 championship next year. Never mind even make USC a playoff contender. The terrible moves for both of them. And this just absolutely ruins college football's chances of the uh, transfer portal having any normalcy. It's terrible. I have a quick follow-up question. I know Fox analyst and, you know, the legend of a coach, Bob Stoops, come back to coach for Oklahoma. So Lincoln Riley's not even going to coach. Is Brian Kelly coaching for Notre Dame no. this weekend? No, he's not. No. Okay, wow, wow. So he's just given up and walked away. Yeah. That's fucking awful. Wow. Is Bob Stoops back? Or just no, for just game? for one game. It's just for one. He still works in some capacity. I think it's more of the recruiting. Yeah. So, like – yeah, he's just there for the one game. Yeah. That's nice. That was I can't believe, though. Yeah. Notre crazy. Dame. Really, Brian Kelly? Oh, come Real on. Real quick, I saw the Lincoln Kelly – or Lincoln Riley, sorry, uh, deal came together, like, so quickly. Saturday night, they had interest. Sunday morning, the deal was done. Like, Dan talks about loyalty. It doesn't even give it 24 hours of thought before the guys sign the dotted line. It's fucking crazy. You go out and recruit these kids. You go into their homes, you meet their parents, you know, help them chase their dream of going to the NFL. And then in minutes notice, hours notice, you're out the door to a better opportunity, just pushing yourself forward instead of these kids, which is supposed to be your job. You, like you got guys like the Ohio State coach, Matt Campbell, or Iowa State, sorry, like crying uh, during senior day. I'm not sure if you guys saw the video. It was a great video. Mm-hmm. yeah it's crazy it's fucked up uh that's all we have for the pod it's been a long one anything to add before we wrap all right thanks for listening and uh we'll see you guys next week later peace put your tears away and no fear today you can drive off towards that summertime sunset what you ain't done yet Take the keys, leave the regrets Write your letters, place your bets I'll be the one who